Justin, how are we doing, my man? Doing good, man. Then, well, the Nuggets, I guess, kind of killed the vibe slightly last night with yeah, a tough loss, but I'm still riding high from the Christmas Day win and the Aaron Gordon dunk, so I refuse to let the, the mood come down just because of a regular season loss to Sacramento. Well, and then Chris, Chris Brown like ties it up with that insane dunk himself, and I was like, oh my God, we're just in this world where like all we get is sick dunks and we just own the NBA universe. Um, so yeah, that was a bummer. That actually uh, put Mitch and I on the historic 0-6 mark on the show yesterday. So uh, horrible vibes, Mitch. You know, he gave out these NBA spreads, and I know it. It's it's how we've built the manifesto. We don't bet spreads. We we try to stick to props, and it's that random Wednesday that got us. We've had so many couple weeks of stacking SGPWs and two-in-one days after two-in-one days, and yesterday the double 0-3 was just devastating. That Oregon game, the book was so off. It seemed too easy. It was. It's the rare easy one that is easy. You hate that. The Nuggets screw us. What what what, what can you do, Justin? What can you do? Peyton Manning had a six interception game once too. So it it <laughs> happens, you know, it's it's part of playing the game. Uh, man after my own heart. So I I had to, you know, bowl season's coming up. No one I trust more. Then the the main man Jay Mike to get give us the full breakdown of these big New Year's games that we've got coming up Thursday night football. Josh Dobbs, what the book knew before <laughs> we knew. I was ready for a fade Malik Willis instead. Of we've got Josh Dobbs, Avs who've been a sneaky one to bet on, anyways. And this is that time of the year where I always like to pick your brain on college hoops. So hey, from from a devastating loss comes comes great things, and most of them in the form of having to have you on the show. So uh, we called in the cavalry today. Well, I appreciate you, man. You're you're giving me too much love, but it's the holiday season, Ooh. so we can all use it. You let's uh, it. let's get into the big three, though, because like you said, we've got a ton to go over. I mean, lots. As to far go as over. a sports fan goes, this is kind of awesome because there's just a little bit of everything over these next couple of days. Uh, starting with bowl season, we've got some daytime action, but I'm going with the Alamo Bowl tonight. We've got mm. Washington taking on Texas. Texas is going to be without their top two running backs, Bajan Robinson and Rashawn Johnson, both opting out. It's all going to be on Quinn Ewers. He's flash, man. He's got a ton of arm talent, but I just think missing these skill guys, that's a tough draw going up against a pretty dynamic offense with Washington and Michael Penix Jr., I almost just gave out the spread, but I figured, hey, let's chase the victory. We think Washington's the better team. At least we did when we talked about it. Uh, the one, or at least the hotter team at this given time uh, when we talked about it on the draft pod. I'm sticking with the Huskies in this one. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Thursday night football, we've got the Cowboys and the Titans. At the bottom, I do have a spread. Uh -huh. I know it goes against what we we believe in, but these massive spreads have not been hitting in the NFL this season, whether you look at uh, the Cowboys against the Texans a while back. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs, the Bills have had a couple of these where they're like 14 to 17 point favorites. They don't really hit in the NFL. The parity is too good. And honestly, as much of a dumpster fire as the Titans can be, they're not fun to watch. They're mm -hmm. still too well coached under Vrabel to get completely blown out at home, I think. So I do like them to cover 14. Mm. I like the Cowboys to win, and I like Michael Gallup to have a nice game. 
over 33 and a half receiving yards. That's hit in seven of his uh, 70% of his appearances this season. He's getting a lot of targets and he's now played 60 plus snaps in back-to-back weeks. So he should be on the field with them missing Pollard. I imagine they're going to air it out more than usual. Yeah. Him and CD lamb are, are their top two targets. I, I think that should hit pretty easily. Love that. This definitely feels like a game where Thursday night, if you're going after props, you kind of want to find that middle ground prop because yeah, it does feel like a spread the wealth day for the the Cowboys offense. You're not necessarily going to run Zeke into the ground if it's a double digit blowout. Um, And I mean, Cowboys minus 14 seemed really juicy to me this morning when I was thinking of Malik Willis. But with the quarterback change, it's kind of like throw throw it out the window. You don't. It's like the Texans. Texans looked awful with Kyle Allen at quarterback. You would have set the line at like plus twenty one, and you still wouldn't have covered. As soon as they made that quarterback change to like Driscoll, and now it's kind of Driscoll and Mills together, that changed everything. We'll see Dobbs. At least he's. I he think can complete. He's a- Pass downfield. Thank which you. They yeah. really couldn't do with Malik. It's insane. Yeah, Malik was like going full blown wildcat quarterback, and it clearly wasn't working. It is a good coaching staff. I mean, shit though, the injuries for them are just insane. Like the the yeah. Titans I mean, it's, it's unfortunate they've yeah. completely fallen apart these last six weeks. I think they they were what like six or seven and two at one point, and now yep. the wheels have just yep. fallen off. Yep. But even when you look at the last like month, cause I was going through it, they still most weeks lose by like three to seven points. They're in every game because they bog it down. They'll dictate the tempo. They'll do whatever they can to keep the ball in Derrick Henry's hands as much as possible. And, and they'll just try and make it wonky. They'll muck it up as best as possible. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be enough to win or even like look good in doing so. Right. I just don't think they're going to get embarrassed or blown out, you know, by like 15 plus points at home. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair enough. It's also a shorter week, and they're home dogs, so that should definitely factor into all this. Um, it, it's just a tough one. I was looking at the Titans team total. That's set at 12.5, at least it was, before the quarterback change was official. And it's just like even with Malik Willis starting at quarterback the last couple games, scored 14 back-to-back games and scored 17, like, Nothing feels super safe. So I like you kind of going against the grain. I also think the book or the Titans with this change at quarterback are kind of screwing the book. Like a ton of action was coming in on the Cowboys. This line kept going up, up, up. It went from 13 and a half to 14 this morning alone. This quarterback change, I think, does change a lot of things because as you were saying, like Malik Willis can't even complete a pass, at least Joshua Dobbs. Can do that. Um, so let's go to my big three. I am sticking to the manifesto here. We are getting things done right now. Miko Ranton and playing an ungodly amount of minutes for the Avs. Um, he is their offense. 20 minutes are just the norm. The last several games, uh, the over three and a half shots on goal stats hub on the DraftKings Sportsbook app had uh, the over hitting 64% of the time right now. Um, The last several games, you're getting this at minus 135 because the last game you only had three, but the last several you had 13, 8, 10, then another two-shot night, then eight. Um, So when he clears this, he clears this easy, and it's no problem. Kale McCarr has hit the over on his prop. Eight of the last nine games, he is playing 
even more minutes. He has more games of over 30 minutes than he has games where he's played under 20. Um, so just insane. And then I, I was torn by a bunch of these bets. I like Justin's Washington bet. I also think Florida State is intriguing. Um, I kind of told you guys all the stuff I was thinking through that Thursday night game, though the quarterback change just uh, made gun shy. And in the association, sticking to props, Thunder taking on the Hornets. And for the Hornets, Mason Plumley has not hit the over 24.5 points assist rebound combined in his last five games. Um, that's just set too high right now. And so we are taking the under PAR on Plum Dog Millionaire to hit easy peasy. And uh, yeah, there you go. Anything is probable. Did consider an abs under. Uh, Georgiev, of course, is insane in goal. Kings, though, backup goalie, you know. Could this be the one where maybe abs find a little power play luck and break it open? Didn't feel great about it. JT Comfer over one and a half shots on goal. That you can hammer away. But the odds are minus 200. I, I didn't want to give something in, in that odd range. But it's a nice little, uh, you know, parlay sweetener that you've got out there as Comfer over shots on goal. You can just add that to whatever J Mike uh, gives you on the college hoop side in just a second, you know. I like it, man. The the Miko one especially. I, I'm shocked that you can get that value. I, it feels like kind of a mm-hmm. overcorrection off one performance based on. I mean, most nights he's going to hit that in the first period, early second period. So I'd, yeah, I, it's I crazy. It. I I think they must have adjusted from two and a half to three and a half to start the season. For a while, the under was the hotter part. Then he gets injured. Then he comes back. Three and a half starts to hit but it's still at plus value. The last week or so, he's dominated so much. It's gone heavy in the minus to where the last couple games, it was even in the like minus 150s. And then, yeah, one game where you just miss it by a half shot, boom, back to value city. You love to see it. And speaking of value city, of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, the presenting sponsor, the everything of this show. They are the kings, truly. And right now, getting ready for bowl season, new users can bet $5 on a pregame college football money line and win $150 in free bets. If your bet hits, it's an outstanding deal for new users when you use that code DNVR. Right now, existing users, that's like loading up. This is that time of year where J Mike and I are texting back and forth about sick bets, sick boosts. You can boost an SGP 100% on the NFL right now. They've got a daily boost up to 100% on NBA SGPs. Uh, they've got earn up to 100% on the more parlay legs you add, the more you can boost a college basketball boost. It's a. Uh, it's just that great time of year. They've got a parlay contest um, for the bowl season. It's just like anything you want. It, it's the best. I honestly, when when I don't get bets on DraftKings Sportsbook, it messes me up. Like I'd love to see some uh, Broncos next head coach odds. It just it's a it, it quantifies things that you can't otherwise quantify, and I love them 
for that. Check them out. Use that code DMVR. Um, and yeah, uh, can I get that disclaimer, Tiff? Tiff, shout out to Tiff on the back end. Um, it might be on eCam, so so we don't care. It must be twenty one or older, Colorado only. One per new customer. Um, restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com/sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 4700 and see show notes for details. All right, Justin, we've got a lot to get into. These bulls have been messing me up, man. Even though I think we've done okay with our draft pod picks, it's been, it's just real treacherous. They're, they're too unpredictable, but I've got you. You are the man. You are my college football, college sports betting Sherpa. So we're going to load up our donkeys with our gear and dilemma of the day me up, Tiff, if you would because we are getting into um, how we're betting this bull season. And then I don't know. I, I don't think abs or Thursday night football SGPs are in play tonight, but I'll, I'll defer to you. We can talk that out. Um, but Justin, we've got Minnesota Syracuse going on right now. Q's plus 10 and a half live dogs might be intriguing. Um, I mentioned Oklahoma at Florida state. I think the Knolls seem too good to be true. We've kind of touched on that. And you've got Washington going into Texas. Let's get into the weekend. Um, do you have any hot Mountain West bets we need to get into before we go to the headliners? Uh, I mean, we've got Ohio playing Wyoming in the yeah. Barstool Arizona Bowl. Wyoming has zero running backs left on the roster. Their That's two bad. leading receivers also left. It's not great. Ohio was eight and four against the spread this year. They made the MAC championship. They were they lost a, a tough one there. I mean, they should be in a better bowl than they are. I like Ohio to cover the minus two and a half and. That's a tough one for me because on principle, I'm actually I back Craig Bowl in bowl games. He he always has his team well prepared for these types of scenarios, mm-hmm. and, and it makes me feel a little bit wonky that they're or just that they're going to pull out something wonky. It makes me feel a little bit nervous that they're going to do that. I don't know. Yeah. I still just think Ohio the the offense is too explosive given Wyoming's lack of of talent the other way. I don't see how they keep up. So I'm I'm going with Ohio to cover. With all respect to to Craig Bowl and a tough Wyoming team that'll, you know, kind of make it weird for anyone. Fair enough. Those losses do seem pretty huge to a Wyoming team. That's not like this is like a dynamic offense. Like you lose those kind of key starters, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I just I don't know what they're going to do. Like I, I imagine it's going to be like maybe Parker Christensen, who's kind of like their hybrid tight end slash fullback and. You get really weird. I mean, I don't, they can do all kinds of weird stuff, but I just, I don't know if it's going to be enough to keep up with an Ohio team that's, again, pretty good. So it just, the weirdness does scare you. Yeah. The weirdness does scare you. But that's, I mean, if you, if you want to get weird on, uh, on Friday at 2 30 PM, that might be a nice play. Take me through the rest, man. Um, cause I, I like, if you say don't mess with it, I, I don't want to like go on some long soliloquy just to lead to stay, stay away. Okay. <laughs> I like the over in a uh, Kansas state, Alabama over a uh, point total set at 56. Both of these yeah. offenses, very explosive. Both have talent defensively. 
but I just neither have been like lockdown. They've kind of both been in shootouts when they've played quality teams. I definitely like the over there. Um, before that, I guess I kind of like Maryland on Friday as well as a one point underdogs mm, against mm-hmm. North Carolina State. Yeah, the money line's only at minus one hundred five, so I guess you might as well just do the plus one and take the minus one ten and have a little bit of room there. No Devin Leary for NC State. Right. It just feels like a tough spot for them against a frisky Terps team. Um, Iowa, Kentucky is the weird one because I'm tempted to take the under, even though it's only set at 31. Set at 31. Justin, I don't think Army Navy when you gave it out was at 31. No, it was like 35 and a half. Yeah. Like, but like, this is no insane. No for Kentucky. Iowa can't score. No, Both of can't. these defenses are, are pretty good. But I don't know. It just makes you so nervous that you get into the army Navy territory where you're good. You're good. You're good. It goes to overtime and then two plays bust you. So it's probably a stay away, but it is going to be an interesting game to watch. Um, the the one I wanted to ask you wow. at, about is where are you at with this Michigan TCU spread? Cause plus seven and a half. I don't know. I, it's right on the borderline. I, I think TCU is going to, punch up a little bit but what michigan can do in the trenches i just i have a hard time seeing like anything other than them suffocating them and kind of go into your boa constrictor analogy where by the fourth quarter they just kind of wear you down yeah um i am the more i think about it all in on michigan i just think tcu is kind of like stuttering a, a bit to the finish you know like the 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 pixie dust was starting to run out already um and i just think michigan's gonna kind of asphyxiate them in the trenches and that we get to double digits by the end of this game now uh doubting max max at quarterback's gonna be tough but with that hook um the more i think about it the more i think the hook is just like small incentive to stay away from Michigan. Like I really think they take care of business pretty easily. Dogs have not performed well in the college football playoff historically, particularly in this open round. It's kind of been a bloodbath. So I, I think the smart play is back Michigan. They're better in the trenches. They're better defensively. Mm -hmm. TCU has some playmakers and they're a lot of fun. It's been a great story. I'm glad they made it and everything. Like I'm not one of those guys that's like, they, this is why we needed somebody else because they won't be able to hang with Michigan. They earn their spot, but this Michigan team is absurd. And I just feel like we're on a collision course for Michigan, Georgia, and the national championship. I do like Ohio State's chances of pulling an upset a hell of a lot more than I like TCU's, even though I think Georgia is by far the better team. 100%. That's a tricky one, but if they get the... um if they get it right, you know, uh, that's like they, they get the game plan right and they jump ahead a little early and you force Stenson Bennett to play from behind, that could change things drastically. Um, you need the guys in the trenches then too, you know, on Ohio yes, State. They've kind yes. of been like hit or miss. Like they game break against Penn State right. and then they got ran over by Michigan. So which group's going to show up? Right, right. But they do have those dudes on yeah, the D-line. Yeah, 100%. And Ohio State, 
or Georgia rather in on the O-line, probably a bit more talented than Michigan, but not as experienced or veteran, which does make a difference. Um, and Michigan totally leans into what, I mean, not that Georgia doesn't as well, but I think but, yes. Georgia still to an extent is like, all right, let's let Stenson throw it a little bit. Whereas Michigan is kind of just like, no, we just, we just want to punch you in the teeth repeatedly. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I I am slowly leaning Michigan minus seven and a half. Georgia, Ohio State's a tricky one. It almost feels like sprinkle that Buckeyes money line just for funsies. And that maybe if you believe in them, I think that's the bet because the yeah. spread, there's uh-huh. no value there. No. No. And you're just going to be sweating the entire time. So yeah. I. I wouldn't go heavy on them by any means, but I could see it. Like, I don't, I don't, I could see a path where they win a weird game. Whereas if TCU beats Michigan, it'll be kind of shocking. Yes. Agreed. Um, the over is kind of intriguing there though. 62 and a half. Yeah. I could see a shootout for sure. Pretty intriguing. Um, and then, I mean, we could already bet Georgia, Michigan odds that would have Georgia as a seven and a half point favorite. So Georgia would be a bigger favorite than they are against Ohio State. I don't get that. Where's the Michigan look? I don't. I've been in on Michigan all year. I, I so desperately want to believe that they can win the national championship. That right now, I think I have the blinders on. So I, I think what you're really betting on, what what the book is telling you is McCarthy. Um, their trust in McCarthy as just a guy who can operate from the pocket against the defense that's going to like hunt his ass is less than their trust basically in CJ Stroud with that receiving core to do the same. What's crazy is a Michigan, Ohio state natty has Ohio state favored by three. Is yeah. there something regional in this thing? I mean, I guess I that would be a tough time to beat a rival place. twice as hard yeah. in college football, you know. And yeah. at that point, you're kind of playing with house money if you're, you're Ohio State. But yeah, and I mean, the first two quarters of that Ohio State Michigan game, it kind of felt like, man, Buckeyes are letting them hang around, but like, it's just a matter of time. Like, it didn't seem like Michigan could really keep pace. Like, sooner or later, these broken coverages from the Buckeyes would like stop and they would kind of figure it out. I think there's a clear tippy-top tier team in the country, and it's Georgia, and their biggest concern is how elite is their quarterback in a like come-from-behind type situation, and how much have they been tested. Like They've kind of coasted all season. It's just been cruise control yeah. all year for them. They really... The- level of competition it's not their fault again i'm not like being like they should have played a harder schedule they took care of business when they played ranked teams yeah it worked out that way right i don't know sometimes it it does kind of happen in those playoff scenarios where you see the team cruise all year long and then all of a sudden they get punched in the mouth and it's like oh wait we're down by 10 in the fourth quarter they just haven't been there right and michigan to me isn't that second tier kind of on their own as well and that third tier is kind of a big old jumble of Ohio State, TCU, Bama, these kind of teams. Like, if healthy or like you catch them on the right day, there's there's a, like five six teams in that cluster probably. Um, 
If Georgia gets up, though, I just don't think there's a team in the country that can come no, no, back no. on them. That defense is too good when they can pin Great their point. ears back. And they don't make mistakes offensively. Like, they will let Stetson stretch the field, but it's all very controlled shots. You know, it's not yeah, yeah, like yeah. letting, spreading it out and, and, you know, having him pick right. between multiple guys downfield. It's play action, and the one guy's 15 yards wide open. He hits it every time to his credit, but it's it's just well, controlled. And they play bully ball on offense. I mean, they look as much like Michigan on offense as any team in the country because once you are from behind, playing them from behind and they have all the options of are we going to run it? Are we going to try to take it to the perimeter with our athletes? Stenson going to hit you on a boot? Are we doing something with our tight ends? Then you're you like you just have no chance because they can do like their menu of what they can do offensively is infinite. The one thing I think Michigan maybe has an advantage uh, over at least Georgia is just the home run ability. Whereas like Georgia, they're, they're very just down the field. They do what they do. Yeah. It's not a ton. I mean, they can, I think maybe they just have saved some of it, but I mean, I, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing like McCarthy go crazy the way he did against Ohio state, mm. but it only does take one, you know, or one run mm. from Donovan Edwards where he breaks right. it. And all of a sudden the game completely changes. And that's what happened against Ohio state. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um, the futures for the natty georgia minus 125 honestly those are pretty good odds for how good they are to not have that be at like minus 250 minus 300 at least Mm -hmm. that's the smart bet i think michigan is worth sprinkling because i just i don't know I, i do think they're talented enough that on the right day they could do it but i don't know yeah, I, th- I think we're overthinking it, and it's probably Georgia minus 25. You should just hammer it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling as well. Um, it's That's the play. I wonder if you could parlay that with Bryce Young to be the first overall pick. I don't think you can. I've got a full I don't think so, right but now. that would be really fun if you could. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Um, though, of course, CJ Strout on either end of those could really screw you up sgp wise i think we just got to stay away from uh ads for sure and uh thursday night football i just don't know what to expect from joshua dobbs which is where maybe the sgp is more of a to cover titans to cover under muck it up type game but again i don't you know you go some field goals i i, I don't feel good about it too many unknowns too many unknowns here so there's a couple of props that i have dak prescott over 229 and a half passing yards at minus 115 that might be slightly different in the sgp that's hitting seven of nine starts it's not a good titan secondary with them not having pollard i think they're going to at least throw it 30 times so i like i like that um the over 28 and a half attempts at minus 120 he's thrown for at least 30 attempts in each of the last five games but again, it just, you feel weird in this game against the Titans. Like everything gets murky against them. So I, I just don't love any of them. Michael Gallup touchdown score at plus 210. I like the most out of all of the, the Cowboys options because mm-hmm. Zeke's like no yeah. juice there, with, especially with Pollard, like minus 200. CD Lamb was like plus 105. Again, Gallup's playing more than ever. He gets a lot of targets. They do target him in the red zone specifically. Should have had a touchdown last week. I like it at plus 210 if you're trying to 
to chase some value there. Yep. Love that. Um, he's Justin Michael. Cover all his great stuff at DNVR Ram- or check out all his great stuff at DNVR Rams. Um, got us covered on college hoops, college football, everything Rams. Um, Justin, college hoop strategies? Just try and find the best situations, whether that's like live betting, uh, really good teams that have slow starts, like UNLV was down. Uh, big to San Jose State on the road. I got them at plus uh, nine, I think, at halftime. They ended up losing still, but that covered easily. I, I'd, I'd love a good under, especially against a good defensive home team tonight. We've got St. Mary's hosting San Diego. Over-under is set at uh, 134. I really love the under there. St. Mary's is just so experienced. Mm-hmm. Teams score like in the 40s against them pretty regularly at home. They are a decent offensive team, so you kind of worry about them like scoring close to 90 and screwing you there, but it still could cover with how good they are defensively. So that's my big strategies this year have been live betting um, favorites that go down after a slow start. College basketball is a game of runs. And always uh, try and find the unders because, again, it's it's just wonky. Like Every now and then you're going to get screwed where you just have two teams that are hot, they're going shot for shot, you don't get a ton of that in college basketball. It's it's usually one side that gets hot for a couple minutes and the other side, and then it kind of evens out in the long run. And I think early on, Vegas kind of has a hard time with some of these point totals because, you know, in non-conference, you get like weird disparity in the talent that you're playing. You might be playing like a top 25 team one night, and then you're playing a basically borderline division two team mm-hmm. the next night, and the sample sizes just get weird over the next couple of weeks, you kind of really learn like who these teams are, what they're going to be as we get into the conference season, but uh, try and find the value again and don't be afraid to take an under. They're going to hit way more times than they miss. There you go. It's uh, I mean, life, life rules to live by right there. Justin, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Best of luck on all your bets. We're out.